Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. And if you can probably notice, I hope, today <laughs> the microphones time. are fixed. Because last time, you know, it's we both sounded equally as bad because it was one microphone, but it was super further away. So hopefully now, it's only great news, great quality. Then on top of that, we reached uh, 10,000 Instagram followers. So hey. congrats to us. Woo! Thank you, thank you. And yeah, so life's good. And uh, today's episode is going to be the second part of the seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, if you didn't heard the last part, you can go back. It's two episodes ago. So we had, I think, episode 27, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, whatever. You can go back. Um, for this one, I'm going to be honest straight out the back. So the last, the book is divided into seven habits. If you didn't listen to the last podcast. And in the last one, we reviewed the first three. Now we're going to do the last four. And like I predicted, I like the first three much more than the last four because it's one of those things. Like you have to first apply the habits because like if it's you just start stacking on too much, like there's things here I can't even relate. There's there's no use in my life probably, you know? Okay. Like yeah. um, yeah, it's, I think it's, also it, it, it has use, but it's not the biggest problem right now, let's say. Yeah, I think I also really enjoyed much more the the first principles. It's much more, I think, because I also think they're more general, I, I guess. They apply to everyone. Not that the other ones don't, but I think it's more relatable. Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess we can start. So the other three was called, they were under the private victory. So it were victories that you do for yourself and mostly yourself, you know, see them recognized. Now he starts this, you know, second part with public victory, because not only are other people, you know, gonna see these victories, recognize them, but they're also gonna help you achieve them. So, with that being said, <clears throat> let's go to the fourth habit, first habit of today's let's jump podcast. Right into it. Shall we? <laughs> um, which is adopt a win-win philosophy, which, you know. Um, but, you know, before we go into just um disclaimer, these habits are much less, how would you say, not graspable, but much less scientific, I would say. They're more subjective. Yeah, they're more, that's the word, they're more subjective, you know. It's not like, it's not a very concrete thing, you know, because, and you also, to use them, like, for example, this one, win-win philosophy, where both parts win. It requires, it's not like the other ones where you write, oh, I'm going to do this today and then I do it. And I clearly did it. There's yeah. a lot of gray areas in these habits, which also is why, you know, you're dealing with people. So it's inevitable yeah. <laughs> to never be, do this, this happens. Yes, good. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not like just, yeah, like you're, like you're saying, it's not uh, a clear, like, yes or no type of uh, very simple thing. And that's good because dealing with people, it will never be like that, you know. You, you can't just manipulate other people as in, in a way that you can manipulate yourself, I guess in lack of a better, better terms. You can, you can control, control much more variables if you're only including yourself than if you're including another person. And that's like, it's, not, it's hard enough controlling yourself. So I think these, that's why this chapter is also not very relatable because I think you first have to apply all the other ones and then yeah. these ones are, are what follows. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, with that being said, we're still going to review them. So what is to adopt a win-win philosophy, you know? First of all, I think it's good to go over the other ones, which are not win-win. So 
the the one that you know probably most of us are used to is like win lose i would say where it is you kind of win and you don't no it's either one of these two so it's either win lose where you you just want to get something done you don't really care what happens to get there or it's lose win where it's like you kind of subject yourself to either your boss or your you know your superiors and it's like i just do whatever you want Mm -hmm. fuck me you know so and there's clearly big problems in those ones because there's someone who's always you know kind of left hanging with less than the other one and you know if you've let's say for example win lose if you if you're used to that well no one's gonna like you because you're just an asshole and you you do whatever it takes and lose win you're just like a loser and then you don't like yourself so And other people also probably don't like. Yeah, because <laughs> then you're. <laughs> so the it's. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Oh, and then also a funny one I did here. It's uh, the lose lose one, <laughs> where it's like, for example, it's stubborn people, or like you'd see this with kids. So, let's say yeah. one kid, like one has a toy, the other also wants, <laughs> and then but he he feels like he's gonna lose, so he just breaks the toy. Yeah. We all lose, you know. It's kind of like that. It, it's like it's it's a very extreme. I guess it's a very extreme of human nature. It's like. Yeah, then children and like in, in men going to battles like, uh, okay, I'm gonna lose the battle, but I'm gonna take some part of the enemy with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has a good example. Healthy. He has a good example in the book, which is, um, the so like a couple got divorced and then, uh, the husband had to sell some shit and they would divide the money. So the guy would just sell like <laughs> cars in the house for like fifty dollars. So like, <laughs> well, we all lose. Fuck you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> which and is like, you know, I it's, think uh, speaking for myself, I think doesn't that like appeal to human nature like you're like yeah fuck that fuck that that guy i i like it didn't i i didn't win but also oh yeah win. for sure so, like i was reading that this this guy's story and i was like eh, i don't know <laughs> to what extent i wouldn't have done the same thing before yeah, reading this you know but it's a if you're pissed like thing. yeah this is totally ego and very childish like you know too yeah, yeah this is what kids do you know pretty much yep. but then the best option you know of course but also the hardest to come two is win-win where you know you have certain criteria you're not um willing to give up and the other person is not but you find a way to both get those things and he talks like for win-win to to work it needs to be win-win or nothing done which means if both of you can't reach those you know whatever those uh parameters you have that are crucial then you just say okay no deal deal isn't done and we just you know either find someone else or we figured this out. Which I think is a very... Uh, I think he relates it a lot to business, but I, I can view it as being even like more useful in, in relationships. Or like If you're trying to, to... If you're in a relationship, that's the mentality you need to go into into it uh, to get to have a, a healthy and a balanced relationship that you, you, you would enjoy. Because if someone's always losing, it's like there's always going to be resentment. And resentment is what I think, in my opinion, can slowly start to break relationships and oh, so for sure. it's really a focus of like okay if you have to make a decision it's like first of all choose a person that you know that you'll have most decisions it will be a win-win i think that's the the first of it and then recognize that if that i mean i guess it's more complicated in a relationship because sometimes there are situations where you, you have to do stuff you can't necessarily afford to make a no deal but I guess it's, yeah, I guess it's finding, it's like I think I can relate it a bit to Mark Benson's principle of like, fuck yes, or, or just say no. So you either say fuck yes to something, or you say no. I think it's kind of, a, it goes to the same thing. Like both parties have to say fuck yes to something, or either either it's just going to be a bad option. 
Yeah, and also the the funny, not the funny, but the interesting thing here also is that you're not gonna allow yourself to just run over the other person if you can. You know, you know they have their, you know, the things they really want, and you're also fighting for them to get those things, not just you to get what you want. Otherwise, you know, it's win lose, and you know, eventually okay, everyone I, I loses. You said it best. That's what I was trying to say. Like, if you have that mentality. If you, if you, if, and if you, the other person recognizes that you're trying to also make them win, I think that's like where things go smoothly because he recognizes that even that you, even though you have different interests, you you are taking his best interest into account, and I think sometimes that's more than enough to make decisions yeah. work out. Yeah, absolutely. Because to be honest, you're n not ever. I don't think you're used to seeing people actually care about your, you know, well-being and what you actually want as well. You know. Uh, you you can always tell like this usually happens. For example, if someone knocks on your door, like like um, the Jehovah's Witnesses, you know they're being nice, but because they want to sell you their thing, they're not just being nice because they want you to feel good. For example, okay. you know yeah. maybe some of them want, but you know most likely it's, you know they're just trying to sell you stuff. Yeah. And yes, when and we talk about the law yeah. marketing, and like uh, on the, we talk about the lot, I think we've talked about it on the podcast previously. It's like we we still attracted to people that don't bullshit us in, in that sense that like or like if they're selling you something you either want to know that like okay they're selling me something because they believe in the product and they have a higher purpose behind it or they or, or you rather prefer that they just come out and say okay i'm trying to sell you this thing and then you like you get the bullshit over with which I think yeah absolutely kind of like the, yeah you, you never like when i saw a youtube video the other day where it's like super good video and then at the end it was just a plot to sell you something and it's, it just yeah. leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know? It's not bad to sell stuff, but don't. there's better ways to do it, for example. It's not mm -hmm. like, um, you know, there's better ways to do it. And to be honest, it's not by, in my opinion, by tricking people and trying to, you know, manipulate like you see a lot. You know, there's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a gray area. Like all these habits and all these things are going to be, of course. But, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, if you did the, the exercise from the first part, like the number two, where you mm -hmm. define what you have, then, yeah, and that's a, a, also a thing before I go on, it's you have to have that shit down before you know what what actually is a win for you and for others. Because if you don't yeah. know your your values, then everything can be a win. You can justify everything, you know? You can just like, yeah, yeah I run that person over, but, you know, it's because I'm going to be successful and then I'm going to help people similar to, to him, for yeah, example. I think that's the, the balance you need to, like, those very optimistic people you sometimes find. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my wife cheated on me, my kids left me, but it's okay because I'll learn from All this is fine. It's like, okay, to a certain point, you, you can't be optimistic about everything. It's like, if you were, if you were just to be as an attitude, you wouldn't do anything to improve your life. You'd just be like, oh, not a failure, but it's an opportunity to, to learn. So just go on to the next failure. Yeah, it's okay to feel bad, you know? And yeah. it would be weird if you wouldn't feel bad. It's yeah, just, just be a psychopath. Yeah, it's like you're, yeah, yeah, someone dies, you're like, well, at least now they're in heaven. Good for them. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, come on, and you're fucking crazy at that point. Yeah. Or you're just con tr convincing yourself too, too hard. But um, with that being said, you know, I'm going to be honest, this first habit didn't really resonate with me because, I mean, it did kind of, but it's so, I don't know, it's very in the clouds, let's say. It's not very practical. I think it's it, the, the point in life where we are. I think we, we haven't we didn't have to deal with this yet because I think this applies more to people who have, have uh, either a, a company and you have to be a position of leadership and you have to yeah. make a lot of decisions and compromise with other people or you're like a, in, a, in a family scenario where you have a wife and kids and there's also a lot of decisions to be made yeah, for uh, sure. 
with other people. I think we being both very young, we don't have to make that many um, compromises with other people. We have that freedom too. So I think we haven't felt it in our skin yet. That's maybe why it didn't resonate so, so Yeah, for well. sure. That's probably it because we're focused on other things, you know. Maybe yeah. the fifth time I read the book, <laughs> this yeah, shit will actually stick. It will make sense. <laughs> but you know, funny enough, uh, something that actually stuck and a lot was the next habit, which I'm going to transition into, which is, um, f uh, this is in Portuguese, I'm going to translate, of course. Uh, try first to understand and then to be understood. And yeah. for me, like this this one, it, it was actually, I had a big mindset, sh mindset shift, yeah? Like, I read this and then, uh, because when I was reading, I was kind of bouncing around like hostels. I, I was with Tiago in... Uh, close to the beach, you know, all that. So traveling a lot, a lot of hostels, and you meet a lot of people. And I noticed that before when, you know, when these, what do you say, like interactions would happen, my goal, and now I know, back then I didn't know, but now I know is my goal was always like, please like me or, you know, um, give me something. And But now going in with this attitude of, you know, no, let's actually try to understand why this person is saying that. Do they want to express something more? Do they want to talk about, you know, something they haven't talked in a while? Let's see. And Jesus Christ, conversations are so much easier. It's ridiculous. It's like yeah, they go for they too long now. It's, <laughs> it's just things just flow. I, that's I think the skill I picked up here in the, this month. I was staying here near the coast just by yeah. By, I, I met I met this girl and she she's really good at it. She's just like at the, she listens to you and uh, you feel listened while while you're talking, which is very rare I think nowadays. People are always trying. You, you can sense that people are just waiting for you to finish talking so they can interject. And when you meet someone, well, in this case, when I met someone that was the opposite of that, it made me open my mind to like, how much am I doing this to other people? And then I, I became aware of it and I started practicing it whenever I found myself uh, trying to interrupt people. And it's like, you just, first of all, it's much a much more empathetic way of, of talking with someone because you're you're really caring about them. It's not just like, okay, you're, you're the only person I can find here, so I'll talk to you, I guess. <laughs> no, it's like, I'm trying to understand what your problems are, or not even your problems, like what, what you're trying to say. Yeah, like, exactly. Why are you saying this? Everything you are saying has a purpose and there's a reason for you to saying it. And once you recognize that, first of all, conversations flow easier, which is maybe the opposite of what you might expect because you, you maybe you can feel at the beginning that like, okay, by missing on the that one good idea that came to your mind and waiting for them to finish talking, you won't have anything to say after that. But the truth is, just things just keep popping up in your mind. And if you're trying to listen to the other people, you, you're more likely asking more questions. It's like, okay, so, so why is that? And then the people can, the, person, the other person can continue expanding on that idea. And, that's, and, and that conversation just flows a lot more. I think it just flows more in the direction of the other person. The other person talks a lot more, which I think is good, especially in this stage in life, because we're so young. I think there's so much to learn from other people. It's a, I think it's a very good skill. Yeah, and it's also that thing of, you know, everyone's favorite topic is themselves. Yeah. Because we, or, you know, everyone is always thinking more about themselves than they're thinking about others. Maybe, you know, moms and dads or something at points, no, but for the most part, that's what happens. So when, once you actually showed, but the thing here is this needs to be genuine. Because I remember trying this when I first read the book. And I remember I, remember I was just doing this for, you know, okay, it's because I want to have longer conversations or whatever. And now I'm doing it because, because you know, honestly, it was because of the example he gives in the book. It really kind of shocked me. Uh, it's this example of, so a, a 
the ch- not the children, but like a teenager talking with his father about, oh, I don't like school, for example. And he goes up to the father and how the conversation plays out is just the father is just trying to give advice, not really listening. And then, he, he, you know, he writes the conversation again, but how the kid would be feeling. And it's just very almost, I, I, f- I felt very sorry for this imaginary character mm-hmm. because he was not being, you know, heard. He, he was not exp- he was not able to express what he wanted because the father wouldn't let him even get to the point where he, you know, w- he would express his emotions. And then I started thinking, most people, if you don't have a good relationship, let's say with um, your, you know, f- uh, close family, brothers, parents, whatever, and you don't really talk with your friends about this stuff, then it can f- really feel like overwhelming because you can't ever put any of this out here. So when someone actually listens to you you know when you actually listen to people they want to tell you shit because i have a feeling that a lot of people feel like that like it's it's like the same as if you wanted to go outside but you couldn't for example you would kind of go into a desperation mode that's what i feel like would happen if i couldn't express my you know if no one was willing to listen to shit that i have to say sometimes mm-hmm. or everyone you just go insane yeah i think i think that that's it's what you were saying like most people don't feel heard. They just, I think, and this is also a point I wanted to touch on. It's like I once read this in the book. I think it was on the How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale yeah. Carnegie, which is, by the way, one of the best, I think, communication books in general in relationships. And he has this thing he said it's like most people, when they come talking to you, they don't want advices. No, I, unless you're in a position, unless you're a doctor. Uh, a, 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 like or in, a, in a position that it's very obvious that someone has come, is coming to you for knowledge most people just don't want uh, advice when they're coming to talk to you just, they just want to express themselves and 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 turns out that that's the way they actually help themselves they, they just hear them it's like going to a shrink that's why it's so helpful because you, yeah. you expose your ideas and you by, by exposing those ideas you can look at them clearly and you, you, you most times figure out the situation the, the, the solution for for yourself and so i think that that's one of the biggest mindset mindset shifts i ever made in my life is also realizing that i was the guy was also i was trying to give advice to someone it's like someone came to me complaining about life i was like oh yeah but so maybe you just drink more water and exercise it's like okay, bro, <laughs> no one wants to hear that like they know deep down that that's what like that's probably what they need to do but that's not why they're talking to you they're talking to you because they just, just, just want to get it out man they want to they just want to talk to someone and feel understood. Most most of all, people want to feel understood. And that's just like, you will help a lot more people if you just actively listen and try to understand instead of just trying to give advice, which I know is the people, like, you want to give advice because it's it's just like, especially as men, it's like, okay, you come to yeah. your problem, I give you a solution, bam, go work on a solution. <laughs> yeah, it's like sense. conversation <laughs> done. Yeah, but for, yeah. for the most part, when people want advice, they directly ask for it or they pay for it. You know, like when they go to the doctor, they're yeah. paying for it. They, they went specific there. If somebody comes to you like saying, oh, my day was so awful, I'm sleeping bad. They want you to say like, oh, maybe you should find a new job. And you know, look at this uh, sleeping app I just found. No, it's, they just want you to say like, yeah, dude, some days are really hard, aren't they? They just want you to say that or something along those lines so they can keep yeah. talking. That's yeah, it. They want, you to know, they want to know that you also have those days so that they, they feel normal. Yeah, and also it's like they're, when people say this, what I feel like it's they're asking for permission to go on talking about this almost yeah. to a certain extent, you know? It's, if if it's not like like I was saying, if it's not a very concrete thing like, oh, what's the best book you've ever read? Like here they clearly want a very logic answer from you. 
But if they say like, oh man, I'm kind of lost. I don't know what book to read. Most of the times, this won't be like for you to give advice. It's going to be like, yeah, dude, I know there's just so much information, right? Yeah. This would be much more, um, you know, because then the other person can talk about what they actually want to talk about. And yeah, yeah for, for a long time, for me, this, that's why this chapter hits so hard for me because you, for me and I think for you and people who kind of relate a lot to this is you realize how bad you've been doing for so long. You just wanted yeah. to, you know, you just... Before I was just waiting for my turn to speak. Like, okay, I have this idea. Can you finish? Maybe I would even spin what I wanted to say in some way that the person said before. Like, oh yeah, that's interesting. But oh, do you know what that relates to? This I want to talk about. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, something yeah, like that. But that, that's what most conversations are like. And now that I that I into like kind of trying to change this this habit in me of it's really not listening actively to people you can notice in your conversations when people are doing it to you it's like it's most conversations and i'm not like not thinking bad of people because of it but it's just it really opens your mind to how much i think it's also driven by insecurity because people are just too afraid to let go of that idea that pops into their mind they're like because they don't they're not secure enough that another idea will pop up or that they'll yeah. be able to continue the, the conversation so they're like oh man i have this perfect idea i have to expose it or else <laughs> there will be an awkward silence i mean what if there is an awkward silence that's yeah just embrace it yeah exactly yeah, embrace the awkward silence that's like sometimes you need that yeah it's like in um you know but if you do if you if you really care and this is something that you can't really teach because you know you you really have to care i don't know it, for me, it clicked because I felt like, well, people are really feeling shitty by not expressing themselves. And that clicked. But before it didn't click and it didn't work because, you know, it's very easy to see when it's fake. Like that person says like, oh, really? Tell me more. Like that person is, that's fake. You can feel yeah. it's fake. They just want like you to keep talking so they feel approved of or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you could, you know, get that click. But I know that once it does click, uh, it's I much better because the intention you, you need you even if you like even if you don't uh like feel like you you could i, I don't think it's something you can force but having the intention of actively listening i think it's more it's like a meditation the meditation like when people ask how do i meditate i think it's just having the intention to meditate is the the most essential thing to to go into the intention of stopping a bit and looking at your thoughts that's more than enough and will eventually progress you to actually uh, developing that intention naturally. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, but mm, I don't know, because when I read this the first time, ah, fuck, it was so long ago. <laughs> That's the, the hard part about it. But I remember I read this and I, I, I don't know, it just wasn't the same. There was no like, because it's one of those things. Also, when you, when you really do things for other people and you care, it's different. Like when a mother does something for their kids, she, you know, she's not caring if she's tired or whatever. She just, it's doing for them. And now that's for me the shift that happened. It's really for the other person. And then, yeah, it just flows so much better because <laughs> I don't, at least for me, I'm not attached to anything I have to say to prove, oh, I'm cool because I do this or whatever. Just, yeah. no. What what do you have to say? So for me, from all these um, four habits, this was the one that like really, this I'm applying and it, I, it's probably going to stick with me for, a long time but um with that being said like um I, I think we can go over to the next habit and i'm gonna be honest this one just flew over my fucking head i didn't understand <laughs> not, not only did i understand i was so bored reading it i was like oh i can't it's just too far out there you know it's just you know? because it's one of those things like 
I imagine if I had all the other ones down, then yeah, I can imagine like this being very good. But it's, uh, wait, let me get to the page. It's called um, Creating Synergy. It's just like working with other people in a creative way. But I don't know if you have, for me, I'm going to be honest, I have nothing to say about this chapter. It's just, it's <laughs> I, mean, honestly, I think it's kind of the same with me. I didn't really, it didn't touch me. on Because mm. I think this, these are, I think these really apply to, to if you have a business or, or you have a mission and you, you're in a position of leadership and you have to orient or guide a lot of other people. And then I think it's important. But I mean, we're, we're just so far out of it. We don't have to, <laughs> yeah. we don't have to do that. You know, we, we don't have to compromise and make decisions with other people. We just, it's kind of only ourselves. And so it just doesn't touch us. So, I mean, I'm good with skipping over it if you are. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I'm not even... You know, I, yeah, but the, the last, okay, let's go to the last one. So guys, if you're disappointed by this, I, I can understand, you know, but yeah, it's yeah. just so far out there. And if you read the book and you're also in the same, you know, stage that we are, you're gonna relate to it, I'm sure. But uh, going to the last chapter, this one is, you know, one of the most important. If, you know, there's not one that's most important, but this one is super important, which is, uh, is it uh, like sharpening the tool, let's say. Yeah, I can say I have it in, have it in English. So it's sharpen the saw, principles, okay. principles of balance, self-renewal. Yeah, so this one is where, you know, you're going to go over all the other ones. You know, um, I don't remember the time Spawny says, but, you know, at like once a week or something or... I think it's once a week yeah. or a month. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're going to go over like all of them and see how you're doing in them, where you can improve what you've been doing bad, all that stuff. And here is like, for, to be honest, is where progress happens. You know, when you, when you analyze and you find solutions for what's going wrong and you optimize what's going good, that's it. But that can only be done if you actually go and look at things, which, you know, can be a bit boring for me. This is super boring to do, but yeah. I know that's super important as well. Yeah. And I also think another way of looking at it, it's, I think it's, this habit can also be translated to, to self-awareness, basically. It's while you're doing all the other things it's being self-aware enough to see what what could be improved what's going wrong what what are the downfalls specifically if you're uh, employing the the weekly schedule that he, he mentions on habit uh, three i think mm -hmm. uh, i think it's it's very i think that's where the most growth happens is where you because I, it's go, going back to that quote i don't know who said it but it's what gets me what gets measured gets managed yeah. or, or gets improved it, it, it's that like you you have the statistics or, or the the experience which is the, the weekly thing uh, the weekly tracker you did and now you can look at back at it and analyze the data and see okay what 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 did i do wrong what are the um, the common uh, mistakes that happen why did they happen what are the things that happened before them what are the things that happen after them how can i work to make my environment uh, work for me in a way that these mistakes are less likely to happen and so i think this is like the 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 biggest uh, advantage of of having of having this weekly uh, planner mm -hmm. i think that's one of the best things that came out of this book for me it's just having the ability to look back over it and identify the patterns that you you fall into yeah for sure because there will be patterns bad bad ones and good ones you know but the the first step to you know changing or keeping them is just recognizing them and for me, I'm just talking in my experience, like these past few weeks has been super hard to do that because I've been always, you know, just changing places, new, you know, new rooms, new cities, whatever. And then it's like, oh, the, the basic stuff stays with you, but then all the other just fucking goes away. Like, yeah, I meditate, I, I read in the morning, but <laughs> after that, it's almost it's like tossing the dice and hoping it goes good. 
But yeah, that's why. You, yeah, that's also that's why you see how, how much the environment. Uh, yeah, which is what what so I wanted the, to the uh, to just finish yeah. finish like my thought with was, um, yeah. you know, yeah, like um, a stable environment is super needed. You know, before I had that thing like oh, traveling the world is just the best thing. It is for like one month, but then like you can't develop habits. Your sleep is fucked, and then, you know, like <laughs> true, like um, big yeah. growth and the one you actually or we actually value comes from you know being in a place for a long period of time. Maybe you take a break sometimes, but that's it. It's just a break. It's not, yeah. you know, the travel lifestyle. I'm not a fan to be honest because it doesn't allow you to, at least for me, to, pardon me, to do all those things. I think it it it's going back to the kaizen and the the importance of the process and it's like you most of your your results will come from the daily consistent things and where you can do them really well is is when you have a a stable environment around you and so that's the environment that, will, that I think will give you the most results in life I think the traveling is a good break from it and it's also not the time to I think really be uh, maybe to care about all, that. I, don't, I think it's yeah. I think it's the time to kind of let go a bit of those of those that that strictness and allow yourself to explore a bit more uh, other things. But also, I mean, you can only do that for uh, so yeah. long. You know, after that, you 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 need a routine. You need to be disciplined in your daily routines and habits. And I think that's why also I'm not really a fan of the traveling lifestyle traveling for the rest of your life because I, even with with all this this year i travel a lot and i i met a lot of people that do yeah. that they travel they've been traveling God, I for can't their imagine entire that. life and I, I look at them and it's like i mean okay they're more relaxed than the average person but they they don't really i mean don't they don't really do anything it's strange they they because there's like usually someone has like a job or and that's kind of even if they don't most people don't think about their purpose but if you ask them the purpose they can like say that they have a job or something like that like these people it's like kind of have no purpose defined and that's really strange I, I think yeah for sure because yeah it's and you and I for me at least when I see those people that's when I really see nah I don't really want this at all and but it's hard because it's changing yeah. it's also changing the, like the, the focus from you know it's, it's to, to changing the focus to uh, finding happiness in the process opposed to finding happiness in the goal at the end because travel is a lot of that's like, oh, I got here. This mm-hmm. is cool. But you, the, because what is the worst part of traveling? It's the actual traveling. It's actually, you know, the plane and the train. Yeah, you just want to get to the place. You don't want to actually do traveling. You know, the, the, the actually, you know, putting your bags through the fucking airport security and then you go. That's the, the boring part. But I feel like when you focus on that, you know, quote unquote, boring part of your tasks or, you know, to be honest, once you get used to it, they're not really that boring. But if you can find the balance, which is very hard and I haven't been able to do, but I feel like when you can find the balance between doing those boring or uh, habitual tasks every day that, you know, push you forward and spicing things, you know, spicing things up every once in a while, but not so much that it, you know, destabilizes everything. That's like the perfect thing you could do. But, you know, it's very hard and I don't know how to do it. So (laughs) just take take it with a grain of salt, you know? giving out the advice but not being no but because it's do what I, do what no, it's, I'm not, not as I do. because that's what I that's what my goal is you know that's my north star but it's you yeah, know yeah. it's hard to um, to get there mm-hmm. no I think 
Yeah, I think that's uh, that was a really good example, though, and the way you put it uh, about traveling being all about the, I think the the end result, which I think is why why it's something most people can't do for a long period of time. I think they just they just go crazy eventually, and I think it's it's the. I mean, I'm not. We're not. I think I don't think we're the point of it is. Fuck traveling, bro. Kind of <laughs> we were. Yeah, <laughs> we're relating it to our experiences, but I think the the real importance here is. Going back to the topic, I think we got a bit a bit derailed on the the self awareness, the sharpening your tools, looking back into your own life and viewing it, viewing how you can improve on it. I think the the biggest takeaway from this chapter for me is really the importance of having of tracking stuff. And I, I mean tra- tracking in general. That's why journaling is one of those. Every self help book almost has a, like a some section dedicated to journaling because I think just the act of of writing stuff down and making them concrete, making them into paper, getting them out of your mind, gives you something then yep. to compare yourself with. And I think that's the most essential thing to that will make it easy for you to keep on the, the path, is having concrete results that you're trying to improve upon. I think that, at least for me, with, with everything, like if I have a, a goal to beat, that just makes every single action towards that much easier than if I'm just doing it uh, with, with no speci- specific thing uh, I want to, like if I have no, uh, I guess, competition, like the competition with myself. I, I see this a lot in the gym, when I, when I, the times that I've, when I've improved the most, and this is one of those times, is when I'm actively comparing myself to, to the previous week, how, how the weights are increasing, how my, um, how my weight in the scale is going up, my muscularity, all of that. And the same thing with life, it's when I like, when I look back and like, okay, I used to read a book once every month. Now I read the book uh, probably every week. And it's, it's, I think it's those things that really make you improve. It's having that data to compare yourself with. Yeah, for sure. And you, progress is only usually noticeable on the long term. You know, it's when you look two years back and you see like, holy shit, I, only, I used to lift only 100 pounds and I do 200 or whatever. Yeah. But it's not, yeah, it's, that's why for me and... You know, yeah, just for me, I'll just say it in my case. It's to kind of, which is hard, it's kind of just focus on the process. But it's hard because we always, oh, it's, it's such a hard balance because you also need like short-term shit to keep you, you know, to actually enjoy life. You can just be, you know, because yeah. that's the thing. The more, you know, if you are super focused on this and you're just listening to discipline and uh, hard work and all those stuff, if you were only to do that, life would be, you know, almost not worth living. It would be just so boring. And because you wouldn't have, you need to enjoy, you know, first of all, you need to enjoy the, the process you're doing. It can just be the pain of the process or else you're going to not only give up, you're going to hate your life most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And then it's also finding, you know, you need to get your dopamine. Let's just be honest about this. It's just it's being smart about it. You know, maybe you go out with your friends once a week and that's kind of a reset you have or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, good. A good activity that that fuels you. Or yeah, just go go play soccer with your friends or something. But it's hard, Uh, and I'm I'm not saying anything concrete here because I haven't found I haven't answered it. Let's say, because it's very easy to then just be like, no, I just want to party now, and just give up on everything. (laughs) So, but also that's the 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 interesting part or the interesting thing about this is it's a very personal process. It's you know you you're gonna have to find your own things. Like what works for me is not gonna be what works for you. Not gonna be what works for Tiago. So, but that's also, you know, the I feel like the beauty of all of this is that we have certain guidelines. Like this book, especially for me, it's probably one of, if not the best book I've ever read. 
and I'm going to reread again a lot of times, if hopefully. But the beautiful thing is that these are only guidelines. They're not, there's no like, okay, tomorrow you're going to wake up at seven and you're going to do this. It's no, you're going to, according to these principles, you're going to guide your life, but you have to establish the details. That's up to you. It's up to you to be creative, to find what works, what doesn't work. And that's like the, um, the whole challenge of life, to be honest, as I see it, is to um, figure out in the middle of all this information what works for you, what is best for you that can maximize your shit and, you know, through a lot of failure and hopefully success, we will all get there. There you go. Your motivation for this. When does this come out? Mm -hmm. Friday. For this Friday. <laughs> Friday motivation, guys. No, I think it's the teaching the someone how to fish instead of just giving them fish. Yeah. I think that's what this book does really well. It's not because there's some self-help books, and I think that's like the, the most not valuable ones that they give you. Like, yeah, wake up every morning at the same time and drink enough water. It's like, okay, those are helpful tips, mm -hmm. but that's not what's gonna get people to do to do them. It's like most people know that. They should. I, I mean, I hope. I, I really. I don't know, but I think most people know that should, they should be drinking enough water and should be eating their vegetables and having good relationships. Like everyone knows. Yeah. That, yeah. That it's not because knowing it that they're gonna do it. It's like they need some. I, this is why I think it's so complicated to make a, a, a good self-help book because it's not about the information. It's about what actually works. What gets people to to be better and to 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 live a better yeah. life. And I think it's really exposing them to the, the principles behind uh, living a better life and, and touching people in a way that, that engages them and makes them feel that they really find their sense of purpose and, and li live a good life. And, and I think this is one of those books that really uh, helps you in finding the answers you, you're looking for. It doesn't give you the answers. It just equips you better to 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 answer the yeah, yeah that's it the, that's exactly it and yeah this book will not it will give you some uh, some you know specific things but most of it is just guidelines yeah. for you to follow and to figure out which i feel like more more books should be like this you know it would probably piss a lot of people off because as humans we just want the the quick fix right now the six minute six pack shortcut and shit like that yeah. but when once you really you know I'm going to give a nerd example here, so follow along if you can. So, um, I used to play a lot of League of Legends. It's this video game, and you have like 150 characters or something you can pick to play against other players. And if you go online, you can search like, what's the best player for uh, playing on the top side of the map? And, you know, you'll get a lot of lists kind of agreeing with each other, and you see, oh, maybe this is the best character to pick. But maybe it's not the best character for you. Maybe if you have a better reactions, uh, a different sh character would be better for you and vice versa. So it's also a lot of the, the advice can be like the best advice maybe is not the best. Maybe some unconventional, you know, sh I don't know, I was going to invent something, but maybe some unconventional thing that you found online is super good for you, but it's not going to be good for the other person and vice versa. Maybe you see the book like the best diet for everyone and then your body can tolerate that. For example, uh, you may know Jordan Peterson, the philosopher, the professor, and um, yeah, psychologist, the philosopher. But yeah, but what uh, <laughs> a disrespect to him. But the so you see, the diet that works best for him is just eating meat. Before that, he was like always depressed, a lot of health issues. His daughter as well. Now they only eat meat, and their health is much better. 
Do you think anyone would recommend you that apart from like, I don't know, like a thousand people in the world? Probably not. Does it work? For him, it does. So a lot of this and what this book really taught me is also that it's for you to be critical about things. Don't just take, you know, don't just take things for what they are. Take them with a grain of salt. Just see like, okay, let's try. If it doesn't work for me, but works for everyone else on the planet, guess what? I can do it anyway. So time to find the next best thing. And this is something I've uh, noticed the more and more that I follow people that are at the top of their game in their respective field. So you see the Jordan Petersons of the world, the Stephen Coveys of the world. They are, like Stephen Covey, I would say, is like one of his top five self-help industry. Like if you, if you, on, without yeah, a like doubt. Yeah, like his book sold more, that. At like 20 million copies or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, is he number one? I think he might be number one, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, and what do all these people have in, in common? None of them are just to repeat myself a bit. None of them are selling you fish. They are all teaching you how to fish. Jordan Peterson doesn't say <clears throat> will never say to you just something for you to do, and like he always empower you to think for yourself and think critically and try to figure out the the solution by yourself. Yeah. Because all of them are recognized that we are we are we're all individuals. There's no there's no solution that works for everyone. This you were talking about the the diet. Like this isn't this is the most relevant in the fitness industry. There is no one single workout <laughs> program or the, n nutrition plan that will work the best because it just doesn't happen. Every individual needs the different things. Like like you were saying, you can only eat meat. Some people can't eat yeah. meat. It's like you you want to give them both the same guidelines. It, it, it'll never work out. And so every single professional that really I think is worthy of, of if it's of his of his craft is the, that at the top of their game they all they know the, the things that you need to do but they know first of all how to apply them and they know that each person needs these the things to be applied differently i think it's the difference between wisdom and knowledge knowledge is like okay everyone has access to knowledge knowledge is basically free right now with google but do you think uh, anyone can be a doctor no because that's not all it takes you don't like it has more yeah, for sure. that. That's like the wisdom is taking knowledge and knowing how to. Yeah, I would say it's like wisdom is knowing which knowledge to pick, kind of thing. It's you know, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's exactly like you were saying. No, not everyone can become a doctor, or maybe if they can, it's not through the same you know learning mechanisms. Some people learn through reading, yeah. some through hearing, some through writing. And that's the one. Just to go on a side rant over here. That's a big problem with school. Is that they try to. You know, everyone, or th that's the first part is they don't even teach you how to learn. So how the fuck are you going to just read? Do I copy this? I don't know. Then everyone just ends up reading it over and over. Yeah. And then, you know, the people who are good at that and that memorize shit like that, they are good. The other ones are not. So to go, you know, pulling it back towards the other thing, it's exactly like you were saying. It's learning. These books are giving you, teaching you how to fish. They're not giving you the fish. Because then if it, this would just give you like, these are the five techniques you need to do to become super effective. Then you'd probably not even do them. You just do them for a week and it's like, ah, that's okay. Good. You you wouldn't internalize There's them. There's no emotional yeah. attachment to it. And you need for that. sure. And uh, with that being said, I think we covered the book very, very, no, we covered it. <laughs> I'll give it a death. You know, we missed the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> How, that's... It's like 16% of the book we missed, but okay. 
no, but yeah, I, I hope you guys liked it. I definitely recommend you guys go check this book out, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You can probably find this book in every language that has ever existed because, you know, I have it in Portuguese. Yeah. It's sold more than, oh, it says here, uh, translated in over 38 languages. So, you know, you can get it if you're not an English speaker. And I definitely recommend it. I think uh, you'd say the same thing, Tiago. And yeah, pick a copy. With that being said,